The following is paid programming and is operated and produced independently. The current views and opinions expressed belong solely to the operators and do not represent the views or opinions of Family Flavors, the Slide WBN Inc., its affiliates, its sister companies, or respective companies which these individuals are affiliated or have been previously affiliated. The program's participants, opinions, and content are based upon information they consider reliable, but neither Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. nor its affiliates warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be considered as such. All rights to the media broadcasted on this platform belong solely to the copyright owners of said media. Family Flavors to Slide WBN Inc. and its affiliates do not make claims to own the media broadcasted on our network. Welcome to the latest edition of Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host with the most, Rachel Stovall, and I am so glad that you tuned in today. We are talking some serious subjects today. We're going to talk about addiction. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about how we go forward. And some of you need to go get a friend or a loved one or take on this information to give to a friend or a loved one because as we have discovered in the era of COVID, addiction is not a game. Not that it was a game before, but the increase is something to behold. So I have a local expert, Sparkle Lindsay, and she is going to guide us through what we should do. Welcome, Sparkle. You got to tell the people about everything that you have been doing. You're an author, you're a teacher, you're a motivator. Girl, you everything. Well, you know, first things first, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, especially talking about such a sensitive subject like this. Uh, You know, for me, I've battled alcohol and addiction for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, today, I'm actually two years and 11 months sober. So I am close to my three years of sobriety, which would be next month. So extremely excited, but it has been a journey, Um, a journey of a lifetime through COVID, through mental health, through all the different changes. It has been a journey to be where I am today and to watch others fight to be where they are today and staying sober and doing so. Which is a lot of work. I'm kind of excited because when I was coming up and we would hear things about this, Addiction was always presented to us like it was a character and issue of will. And, you know, um, that's just not the main part of it. The research has shown us that so many things are happening under the surface that have to be addressed. Yes, under the surface, uh, you know. You know, as you know, I'm an author, and I wrote the book Being a Better Me for Me with the workbook to go with it. And a big portion of my journey, I noticed I stopped using, Mm -hmm. but there was so much more to it. I had to figure out what was going on with me. And so with my company, Sparkle LLC, which I do have that as well now, um, I am a nationally certified recovery coach and facilitator for alcohol and addiction. Mm -hmm. And um, I encourage those that are sober to get out there and help others help themselves. Okay. Okay. But in order to do that, you got to know who you are first. And so a lot of what a lot of the work that had to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's two types of work we have. We got Work that involves I'm sober. That's it. I just stopped. And then we got the real work. And that's at the root of the soul. You know, that's at the soul. You know, the soul's on the outside of us, right? So it's at the root of the soul where you actually figure out what it is and your why. Why are you drinking? Now, that can be trauma. Right. Okay? That can be mental health. You know, um, anything that's involving that stuff, if those things are not worked through, Mm -hmm. Alcohol and addiction will remain. And so when you hear a lot of people ask, well, why can't you just stop? You know, that one of the biggest questions I have is it takes a village of people and a village of support to help people figure out who they are by giving them the time and the space to figure it out. And so it took me, it has taken me every day, one step at a time for almost three years now, the time to figure out who I am and what it is that made me or triggers me to drink and to drug. 
right? Right. Once and what type of mental ailments am I dealing with? What type of emotional wellness am I dealing with? You know, um, I battled a lot of addictions like codependency. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We got to stop right there and talk oh, to the people like, about this yeah. for a second. Some of us are not addicted to substances. We're addicted to trying to fix people, which uh-huh. if we tell ourselves the truth is, we're addicted to trying to control other people. Exactly. So you have what we call these root addictions. And yeah. the root addictions are the things we got to get on and get aware of. Wow. Because those are the things that create the symptom. Okay. So okay. even if, like, your root addiction is stress, think about it. Now you have a something to grab on to the alcohol and addiction. Okay. But okay. it started from stress. Right. So any of us that have any types of addictions, if we're not getting to the root of what we're doing here. Uh-huh. It's just going to keep remaining. It's just going to keep repeating itself because we're not getting to what the real issue is with us. And I had to find that. There was, my biggest one was the rescuer. I want to fix everything, right? Lord have mercy. Now you go, you think about it. All the things that are not yours to control, and you want to control all of them, except for yourself. Right. And so the, the focus of that is learning the coping mechanisms and the coping skills to focus on you and only you. Mm-hmm. Take care of what you can. Have right. the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference when it's not yours to hold or to keep. Mm-hmm. And if you, you that's, that's my model. You know, that's the, uh, the serenity prayer. But a lot of that, most of my issues came from me trying to help and save everyone else mm-hmm. but me. Wow, that's a big one. Do you think that that is an upbringing or a programming issue? It Yes. Um, I also talk a lot about, on a lot of podcasts, the strong black woman syndrome. Mm-hmm. And as a black woman and the oldest of five, uh, you know, and I was an executive for three big box companies, mm-hmm. I was always told, Sparkle will fix it. She's a fixer. She'll get it. She'll take care of it. Call your sister. She's got it. And so I begin to believe I'll fix it. You know, she's superwoman. She's, she's, the, she's our world. All these things that are unrealistic. Come but on. I had been feeling these things, and I was like, when I finally had these problems or these issues started coming to the surface and I was drinking and everything else, I was like, I can't tell them that. I'm their superwoman. Whoa. I'm their world. And so I had to rechange the way I was thinking things, change my narrative to not so much the strong black woman, but a woman of many strengths, allowing myself to allow others to hold their stuff, and I'll hold mine as well. Come on. We walk across the finish line together, being women of many strengths, being women and people of many strengths that hold our own stuff and walk together. And that's when being a recovery coach and walking alongside others while they help themselves figure out what's next became so powerful for me. That is when I knew that this was my calling, you know? Yes. I understand that because I just feel that we can set up an environment or encourage people to succeed, but we can't be more interested yes. in their success than or wellness them. than they are. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's hard because, you know, a lot of us have been raised, our family freaks out when we're not that fixer anymore. Yep, yep. But I feel like they get further if they learn to fix themselves, just for mothering, you know, mm-hmm. you know, y'all. For those of you who don't know, I have kids in their mid thirties. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I had to learn. Sometimes they call mom this, and they're telling me the tale of woe, and and I have to resist the mm-hmm. urge to interfere or rescue, yeah. and say, I really believe you are going to find the solution for that. Anything I can support you. Yep in finding the solution for yourself I want to support (laughs) and back off and leave them (laughs) to handle their business because no one wants to watch their loved one go through bad things and you also sometimes you have to watch right and you also have to think I mean are we rescuing them or are we enabling them come on 
And when we enable, well, we're definitely not taking care of us. And now we're doing everything for them. So how are they going to know what's next Mm -hmm. if we're doing it for them? And so that's that's another thing I have to say as an alcoholic addict uh, in recovery, um, in long term recovery. I can say that uh, my family, my father, one of the hardest things and my mother, one of the hardest things to do was to let me go. And although, I mean, on the family side, on the side that's dealing with the alcoholic addict, it's important to let us go. We have to find our way because you also are a big part of what's happening. And if you're not focusing on what's going on with you as a parent or a sibling or a spouse, you're not going to be okay either. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to realize that there's times when we just have to let it go take ourselves, choose ourselves first, and allow whoever that is to go through their journey as it may, as it may, as it happens, right? Right. On a spiritual dynamic, I Mm -hmm. found myself saying to lots of people around me, because when you present as strong, when you look like you have it together, you attract everyone who's not. Yes. And, And it's just an ongoing sorts of thing. So as a community advocate, I often find myself, you know, in these situations with people. People call me for everything. You'd be amazed, you know, these different things that are happening and just trying to make sure to draw the line at the correct place that is come for encouragement. Mm -hmm. I love you. I support you. I'm with you. But I can't climb into that with you. And it's hard. Yes, you have to physically, especially if you're a person that does it. That's why the coping skills and coping mechanisms are important in Mm -hmm. anything, not just because of alcohol and addiction, but in your life. Sometimes you got to take a second, take a pause and say, wait a minute. How is this going to hurt me? Come on. Because in all reality, that's not mine to hold or mine to keep. Mm-hmm. So you guys let me know how it goes, <laughs> right. and then uh, call me and let me know how that went. But right. that's not me. Right. The hardest thing in the world for people to do because we're programmed to think we have to go save it. We have right. to take care of it. Right. We are that noble. We've been taught that since we were kids. Yes, we and have. now there's a change in that. Flip it. You're strong when you have the courage to say, wait a minute, am I okay Because what am I going to do if I'm not okay? I'm not going to be able to help nothing anyway. Right. So how can I be okay, fill up my cup, and then give the overabundance of what I don't need at the time? Yes. That is what's important to know, and it takes time. It is a practice. I've been practicing it for three years almost, and I am so blessed to have found this. Right. And I hope that more people reach out to find out who they are that way as well because it's a superpower once you get it right but at this point right now with us going through pandemic we're going through epidemics all these different things sometimes it's hard to not get stuck or sucked into the shuffle and then never find your way back out you know i think that that is that is so true and it even shows up in political ways. I don't need Uncle Sab to be my daddy. No. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I need to be able to take care of myself and not be interfered with. Exactly. Take care of my family, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's appropriate because, you know, again, I have grown kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I have worked hard to teach them that, you know, they need to engage in self-care. But I think it all stems from the family because nobody told us the truth about addiction being family disease no and the family dynamic Mm -hmm. all the roles that play into it is powerful and the same work that the alcoholic addict is doing it's not the same work but it's different work for the family as well right and my father is a a huge portion he did a lot of the work for himself he's a quantum reiki master and he decided to start reikiing people with alcoholic addict tendencies and so forth because of me and uh, I've been doing it for about a year and his Reiki company is blowing up because we're finding that it helps and it works for people who are battling any types of addiction or they just want to know themselves and grounding themselves from the inside out Mm -hmm. so we have added so much more to it you know and you talk about the political piece and you also talk about um, you know lots of money out there to help right and I'm also with the Hard Beauty Collective with Raquel Garcia. 
And, um, you know, I'm a coach, a recovery coach for Heart Beauty, who is out here treading the way as well. Um, And as a collective, as a collaborative of recovery coaching agencies, it has been so powerful to not just be in collaboration at Sparkwell LC, but be a part of Hard Beauty as well and start taking things by storm by helping people know that there's help out there to give them the legs to their table, those supports that they need to move forward. It's going to take more than just a sponsor. Come on. It's going to take more than just a recovery coach. Right. You're probably going to need some therapy. Right. You're probably going to need some trauma therapy. Right. And if you need a psychiatrist, it's okay. Say those things. But as soon as you get those things and you have a meeting and you have a place to go and talk about how you feel, oh, my gosh, you're a force to be reckoned with. But how do we get everybody that way? How do we get people to know addiction or not? You still got to have those legs. You still got to have the legs to your table and you still got to have the supports. And that's what I call it on the back of my shirt. Sober Warriors Unite. That's where we're at. That's good. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because in our upbringing, our programming or whatever we want to call it, we were so convinced that we weren't connected to other people. Yes. And we didn't get that people rise or fall on the strength of their support system. And some people, the people we see that are walking into whatever type of success, what looks like it's easy, Yes, they have unconsciously surrounded themselves with people who celebrate and support them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times this is unconscious if you grew up with people who just do that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But for most of us that have to get conscious to the fact yep. you're not going to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Really, there's so many things about that particular iconic saying that just need to be slashed to pieces and then ground into the dirt. Yes. You're going to have to have more than your family. Building a support system is about having a team. I keep meeting these people. We're talking about enormous success, millionaires, all the rest of that, you know, healthy families, whatever your your thought on success is, right? Mm -hmm. And I keep finding out they have these whole systems of people, coaches, um, people who are teaching them things. Yes. They're mentoring. Um, they're they're being mentored. Mm-hmm. Their connection to exactly. others is amazing. Exactly. They're not alone. No. The age of being individualistic is it's over. over. It's and, over. And I can say, if from the bottom of my heart, I have not been alone at all in my journey right now. Um, and I thought I had to do that three years ago. I thought I had to take it all on. Right. Shoot. Now, the, you know, the, the supports I have, you know, yes. we talk about the treatment center I came from, Peaks Recovery. Yes. They still reach out to me. You oh, know, uh, a big portion, Springs Recovery Connection. You know, right. I worked for them for a good year and, right. and learned all of this craft and my art to recovery coaching. Each and every one of those people still reach out to me. Um, mm-hmm. And so what I started to notice is that there, you're not that I – the way to be a force to be reckoned with is that uh, the people I'm walking alongside are working on themselves too, which means what you're doing is you're creating a powerhouse of people who want to be better for themselves. Right. You can't take that away once somebody has found it. So being a recovery coach and, you know, facilitating coaches to be great coaches, it is the greatest gift to be able to help people find their home again. Find their temple, find where they grow, you know, and watch them transpire the way they see fit. Mm -hmm. It just makes your heart melt, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. It sounds very satisfying. And I I get it because, you know, being a community advocate is so many shades of the same thing Mm -hmm. where you just are the soundboard for somebody to find themselves to love themselves, to be their self. Mm -hmm. Be yourself, y'all. So I want to give people a way to get a hold of you and, uh, you know, as we kind of round out this segment and, you know, catch some music and commercials and those things we've got to do to pay the bills and slide. (laughs) But we'll be back, and I just want to, you know, further explore 
different aspects of of this. Like, what would we do? Some of you out there, what do you do with your loved ones? This would be a good time to ask those questions. You can give just your first name, or you can give us a fake name if you want. But if you want the information, you're going to call us at 719-300-7936, Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcasting Network. So please help people connect to you, Sparkle. All right. Well, most of you guys know I'm a community advocate as well. Um, I am familiar on all sites, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and so forth. But to easily get a hold of me, sparklelindsay.com. You can look at the website, check it out. Um, And then also, don't forget... uh, hardbeauty.life which is another area where you can kind of reach me at and also kind of see what they have to offer as well when it comes to taking your life back all right so thank you (laughs) all right we're gonna go to break and we'll be right back with rachel's roundtable are you looking for a strong legal team to help you through a time of crisis unknown of who to contact when the law is overbearing are your friends or loved ones in fear and trial is drawing near Defense is more than simply a word within the hollowed halls of the law offices of Barker and Tolini. Ladies and gentlemen, it is literally a cornerstone that these men work, breathe, and live by every day. For nearly a decade, this prestigious law firm has humbly and diligently labored in defense of the people. The law offices of Barker and Tolini are the premier criminal defense attorneys within the box state. Hands down. In your time of legal need, contact the super team of Barker and Tolini at 719 719- 227-0230. Again, that's 719-227-0230. Let them know that you heard it here on the slide so they know we got your back. Contact the offices of Barker and Tolini at 720 Home Street, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80903 or at com. When times get tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you, wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pawn and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pawn and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you.
see us, but you can hear us. You can share you us know with I got it. Rachel's Round. You've tuned in to Rachel's Roundtable, and we are so glad that you've tuned in. I have nationally certified um, recovery coach Sparkle Lindsay here today on the program, and we are talking hot and heavy about (laughs) the fact that it is time in our country to stop playing about these stop issues playing. and lay the axe at the root. Sometimes you can't just cut down the tree. You got to tear the whole root system up. We are warring against addiction in this segment yes, we today. We're ready to get to the root. Sparkle, make sure to just kind of, kind of, you know, um, talk to the people because I feel like recovery has so many tools and aspects Mm -hmm. you know let's say the person watching today is like i wasn't drinking like this before the pandemic started we had to do the you know the 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 being in place and the only thing that seemed to be open was the liquor store the weed shop (laughs) yeah right yeah all the other stuff was deep non-essential i couldn't go to my chiropractor yeah but I could, you know, you could go to the liquor store. I could go to the liquor store mm-hmm. or the weed shop, you know. Right. Um, not coincidentally, before COVID, weed was um, grossing in in its in its industry about twenty eight million a month. Yeah. That doubled during the pandemic, friends. Mm. Doubled. So a lot of people who maybe had kind of kept their feelings and their disappointments and their hurts at bay, suddenly found that stuff just crept up on them and it's no longer in control. What? I'm Joe Blow and I have this problem. Where do I begin from now in what I'm going to do? So, you know, during the pandemic, um, I was with Springs Recovery Connection and our phone lines blew up. Uh, we mm-hmm. had, we were seven days a week. I think at one point I had 40 clients, 40 recoveries I was working with Whoa. to stay sober nonstop, hour after hour. And uh, a lot of it, I had people calling from the line that just realized they had mm-hmm. a problem or that they needed help. Yeah. It was one, probably one of the most humbling feelings in the world. But it was a scary feeling to know that there were people who didn't realize that there was this issue that they had been fighting or they were just afraid to say something about it, you mm-hmm. know? The thing that's great about with the pandemic, what happened, is people got a chance to sit with themselves. People actually got a chance to say, what is it that I need to fix with me? You yeah. know, we've been in this for a while now. And when you start to figure out where you fit in your puzzle, you th- all these things start to come to the surface for you. The things you're allowing, you know, the things that you've taken a part in. Mm-hmm. How are you doing things in your life to be better for you? Sure. And people started to realize that. They started to learn that. So when you have someone like, you know, Joe Blow or whoever who calls yeah, yeah. and they don't know what to do, yeah. what we're noticing as more R- um, RCOs, recovery coaching organizations, uh, all yes. of these things that are opening up, Our numbers are available. If you just need somebody to walk with you and help you figure out what supports you need, we have a lot of them, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is where, for me, not only did I think, okay, being a recovery coach is awesome, but I've done that for about two years. I felt like having 30 clients of my own is great, but this is so much bigger. Yeah, it is big. when I decided to start the academy, Sparkle LLC, the academy, where I wanted to train coaches to be great coaches and be equipped to go out here during this pandemic, during the epidemic, during this fentanyl time, and be equipped to be able to coach people to be great at who they are. So I went on ahead and I I became, I am now a, a Peer Recovery Coach Academy facilitator that coaches coaches to be great coaches and the issue comes down to we don't want a revolving door right so what we want is that people like myself that are coaches have our supports so that when we go out there and we're in somebody's beautiful disaster okay if we're in it we've got to be able to take care of ourselves so you've got a lot of people a lot of coaches out there on the ground trying to walk alongside people and and keep them keep them moving forward for them 
And so it's going to happen one person at a time. But we've got to create these armies of people that want to help, but they also want to help themselves too. And so that's that's where Joe Blow can call. They can call Hard Beauty. They can call Springs Recovery Connection. They can call Sparkle LLC. Okay. They can call P2P down in Denver and Break Free Recovery now in Loveland. Come on. You know, there's all these different yes. recovery coaching agencies that are now available for people to walk alongside. Mm-hmm. And as long as we're here, we're not going anywhere. The yeah. difference is, is we can't. Because we are also recovery coaches who are now in the emergencies rooms. And we're now helping people who are in the jails and getting out. Every piece of it is important. And we are the resource guru, which means we know what resources are going to help you. We can help you with sober living. We can help you with finding a great counselor or a therapist. We can walk with you even when you just need to figure out how to live life again without the drug or the usage in the real world. We can walk with you while you figure it out. So the the point of the matter is, is more people like us, more sponsors that jump on, more trauma therapists that jump on. We have got to make that impact. And the only way we're going to do that is by doing that together and becoming that force and that well-oiled machine that we need to be as a collective, especially in Denver, Colorado Springs. Especially. Especially, you know. The biggest cities need the most. Well, and I want to say that, but another portion of that comes down to this. What about our rural communities? They need help, Our rural communities right now, Pueblo, Canyon Cities, you know, uh, Lamar, Trinidad, La Junta, these people are also out there. They are fighting the fight, and they don't have as much resources as we do as well. They don't have the big hospitals and stuff. They may only have one. You know, a lot of that drugs pushes through those rural areas, okay? We've got to know those things so that those people get some help, too. Those people are dying left and right. But the big cause is, is what's going on with Pueblo? Pueblo's another place right now. It needs our love. And so the more coaches we have that are ready and they're equipped, taking care of themselves first, Mm -hmm. and then giving back to others is what we need. And so I say, if you want to be a peer recovery coach, come to Sparkle LLC. SparkleLindsay.com. Check it out. Get those classes that you need to be fully equipped to go out there and help people fight the fight against any type of drug, especially this fentanyl, because it's just, that's a whole nother baby. Listen, we might have to, we'll have to work on fentanyl yeah, after you- <laughs> we come back from the next break, because that's going to be an entire discussion mm-hmm. that is, the danger is at such a height. So if if you're watching this and you're having one of two things happen one you're realizing wow i might have a problem yes reach out you're not going to be judged Nope. no one's going to judge you we've learned that addiction and the way and that it affects the brain people are literally you know in a fight for survival as far as like what their body is is concerned you know and the craving for whatever you know, is the substance or substances of choice. They're literally like fighting for their lives. They're just fighting for their lives with the wrong tools and in the wrong ways and with the wrong results, you know, which you don't know when you're in the middle of just trying to survive. So no one's going to judge you, you know. and, And then if you're that person who's thinking, wow, can I help with this? Yes. Can I help? Can I can I show up? Can I? Um, do something that would be different. You know, this is a public safety issue. Yes. This is a public safety issue, and all of us, you know, we can do something, mm-hmm. even if it's just supporting our family differently or supporting ourselves differently so we don't find ourselves mired in in the in the things that, you know, will happen with becoming dependent on anything. Yes. And I think that that's a, you know, a huge portion of what, you know, you have a calling. It's yeah. It's a calling. Yeah. And for me, I found a piece of my, my, my life back. You know, I had that's to, beautiful. I had to fight myself for myself. I was in my way. And that's I had good. to do it, right? right? But the difference is, is the power behind that was, now that we're here, 
what's next and where yeah. are we going? Okay, well, yeah. we can't do this one recovery coach at a time. But if we have agencies and if we have many yes. recovery coaches Come on. that can go out there and they can find their art to recovery coaching and help others find their way while they do it, mm -hmm. it is so powerful. Mm. And it's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah. The difference is, is do you want to and have you done the groundwork on yourself to be that? And, you know, just as I had a class of 12 uh, this weekend for people who want to be aspiring recovery coaches. And it was so amazing. Some of the stories I got a chance to hear, you know, some people who have made it through fentanyl. Sure. Some people who have been fighting the fight and the scariness that comes around if they go back out. Right. You know, so um, very good conversations and people who want to be better for themselves, but also start giving back to the world, yeah. you know, start giving back to the, to the nation and, and being who they are in their skin authentically <laughs> and also walking alongside others and giving them space to be able to figure that out. No judgment at all. Just being able to figure out where you want to go and who you are, you know? So give the people the contact information before we take another break and come back and talk about fentanyl. Yes. We're going to have an extensive conversation about it because it's killing people and we've got to do something about it. All right. Well, Tell them, Sparkle. Sparkle Lindsay, my... Uh, website is sparklelindsay.com. You can also check me out at hardbeauty.life, uh, where I am a coach. And then check me out on all of the Instagram, Facebooks. Uh, if you want to DM me, uh, you can do that as well. Um, I'm always available. Thank you. All right. I'm looking forward to this. So I'm having Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. Welcome to Glow Growth and Development. My name is Titus. Welcome to Glow. Glow was created when I discovered my heart. Glow has two areas, speaking, teaching and coaching purpose we teach transformation and mindset health and nutrition relationships all tied together with heart and working in flow we help people get from where they are to where they want to be plus I have 25 plus years of sales marketing and business development experience we provide business consulting and sales improvement strategies. We implement funnels and landing pages, along with creating and editing videos and commercials.
tuned in to Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcasting Network, and we are here at Rachel's Roundtable. I'm your host, Rachel Stovall. I'm talking with Sparkle Lindsay today about addiction, COVID, the way that we approach what goes into what is hurting so many people and and driving up when you think about it you know hurting people you know and and decreasing public safety driving up crime all of these things are connected and how you know how could we alleviate this we just haven't looked in the mirror and understood that these things are arising from unresolved trauma in ourselves on the individual basis and also in some ways on a corporate basis depending on you know what community you're in and what has been happening around you and in you and I know it's a meaty discussion but you know what the people are hungry it's time Mm -hmm. it's time for a good meal yeah (laughs) we got to talk about this crazy dog on fentanyl oh my gosh I'm so worried about something where a few milligrams, it's the high that leads to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's it. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, you put it right where it's at. Um, you know, I, I had a, some, I've had some really good conversations uh, with people who are fighting the good fight of addiction, you know, yeah. um, and... This thing is killing us, you know, it's killing us left and right, and whoever came up with it, oh my goodness, you know, just a little fraction of this. And there are people who have survived from it and can tell you it's one of the hardest comebacks in the world to ever come back from. Wow. Um, you know, I have uh, about, I have 22, 23 recoveries, 23 recoveries, and um, you know, when this first hit, Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost my first recovery to um, a person who thought they had a perk, perk 30. Okay? Yes. They thought they had a perk 30. Yes. Uh, she had two kids. She took it and died instantly. Whoa. And that was in July of 2020 mm-hmm. when it first kind of hit. And I'll never forget that day. I knew then... We're in for a rude awakening yeah. if, if this is how it's about to be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really had to sit with myself on that. The first time I had ever lost somebody that I had been working with, and I yeah. had to slow myself down and, and um, really ask myself how I felt about that, sitting in those emotions, you know, um, and consuming, my, consuming them for what they were, knowing they were temporary, not permanent, but also how it made me feel. You know, knowing that 85% of us don't make it, 15% of us do, maybe. And so when you look at those numbers, it's it's frightening. It's a scary thing, you know. So knowing that this is what we're dealing with, one of the scariest pieces is, you know, and I, I think I said it to you earlier, is that, you know, I'm coming up on three years. Which is a dangerous time, really. Yes, because um, it's the end of early sobriety. Okay. And so what a lot of people think is you get into sobriety and you're, you know, you hit your year and you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. Whew. Well, now you got everything else that comes in. Okay. Life. So that life, life, people, friends, things you got to get rid of, ways you got to learn how to cope in the real world. You know, and I'm right here as a human testament to say that in my last months, January, February, and March, here we are in April, it has been the hardest time for me in recovery. And I noticed, you know, I was talking to some friends, and I noticed one of the reasons why is because I felt lonely. Mm. The loneliness feeling was not the amount of people who are around me, mm-hmm. but the loneliness feeling was, I don't remember anybody that started this journey with me. Oh. I am the last man standing in my three years. Wow. They're gone. They're dead, you know? And I think a big portion of that is important to recognize and be aware of that you're in this journey and you're going to have a lot of people you love and you're going to lose a lot of people. Right. 
you know, but at the same time, you got to keep moving forward. The second part that I noticed was, is this really what I'm doing? I kept asking myself, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to get sober? Is this really where I'm at? Do I really feel like everything's going to be okay? And then here comes the subconscious. Right. And the right. subconscious is like, no, you you don't need this. No one knows, notices what you're doing. It doesn't matter. This is all happening to me. Yes. Within yes. a month of time here, between March, I've right. been like, what is going on? You know, so I talked with my aunt, you know, who she was about 20 years sober. And I talked with a lot of other people because I told them the way I feel, I've never felt like this before. Right. Sitting in the emotions, but then also thinking, if I did go back out. It's dangerous out there. Uh, right. So now I'm going to go back out and my drug of choice is cocaine and there's a little bit of fentanyl in it. I'm gone. That quick. There's a lot of things on the mind. So three years in, and you're still fighting for your life. And three years in, and for the rest of our lives. This is one of the reasons why people say it's one step at a time. This is always going to be in our subconscious. It's always going to be there. But how we know and we're aware of how we feel is so important. And one of the greatest gifts I can ever say is that the books that I wrote being a better me for me, yeah. coping mechanisms. I have not used that book more in my life in until the last three months. And I can say, I believe I wrote the books for the future, for myself. And I've read, I'd be reading e and through each of them. <laughs> Hello, and others. <laughs> yeah. Other people need this. You know, Woof. recovery is. Yes, it is. It's not a straight no, line no. to health. Yes. And the thing is, is the, the, the feeling I had, though, and have had with this, I've went to my supports. You know, I went to my dad. I need more. I'm going to need more Reiki, dad, going into this. We're we going into some real stuff. And then I had my therapist. I said, I don't know, but some stuff ain't going right. Having to talk, talk through it. Right. Got to talk to yourself. Talk with yourself. Work with yourself. Because there's a piece there where the subconscious is trying everything it can. Everything. Everything it can to suck you right back in. And so here I am today. The month of April, right? We're yes. here. And I can just say that. My little book of sunshine stays yeah. in my back pocket. I know that's my workbook, right. continuously working on the boundaries, continuously believing in myself through all of this and knowing that it was almost like another breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Didn't feel like it when I was going through it, but the breakthrough is alive and real and right. it's coming. Right. And the reason why is because I needed to know and continue to humble myself in staying sober. Right. And so whenever that fight feels like it's it's harder, you keep trying harder. Right. You know, you can't give up. And you Especially, lean on others. You right. ain't alone. You lean on and you hold on. You call people. You're not alone. And most of the time, if you've done your work, those people going to come find you. Right. <laughs> before, you even, before you even think about it. You know, so create that bond of great people around you that supports that village. But at the same time, sit with yourself. Be honest with how you feel because it's going to save your life. Right. It's going to do what you got to do for you, you right. know. And I think when we look at the fentanyl and I think about how I was feeling, I'm sitting in the car and I'm thinking, I'm just going to go home and have a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm not getting out there and doing that again. Come on. That ain't going to be me. No. Because uh -uh, I'm, I'm worth more. Yes. And on top of that. We are all worth it. We, we can't allow this stuff to get us. And it's not one of those things where we can say we had an overdose and now we're okay. No. It's one of those things Most where we're not coming they back. Did. We ain't coming back. Exactly. And it's, it's just more dangerous than ever. And on top of that, another thing was being able to sit with the emotion, but also being able to sit with why I was craving or what was triggering me remembering what happened to me a year ago last year. Okay. That helped me. I had the hardest month of March in my life and didn't ago. feel all that until this March. So remember, our bodies remember that. 
and it's a way to cope with what's going on. If you're feeling antsy or not feeling good, think about what happened the same time today last year, and it probably will help you figure it out. Once again, another coping skill and coping mechanism that helps you get through every second, every day, every hour. Yeah. You know, and, and being honest with yourself in how to walk through it and then talk about it once you've gotten through it. Talk about how powerful you were and how you stepped into your power to realize that this was actually going on. Yes. Embracing the clarity you're getting, embracing the mindfulness that's available to you. Sure. And then knowing, okay, I got this. I can move forward. Yes, I've you know? done this. <laughs> I've, I've done, done this. it this day. I've done it this month. I've done it <laughs> yes. this moment. This moment. And then this moment, the same time this year, next year, if we make it, I may feel the same way, but I'll remember what I did. I can identify with it because of how it made me feel. Right. And so breaking through those, those big, big barriers and those walls of emotions right. is the whole key to saving, to helping yourself stay sober, to identifying with how you feel and what it means with those emotions. And I and think what's that we have to talk it. about the grief that's happening yes. all around us. That too. The grief. I've never been cognizant. I've never been so aware of people dying. Now, mm-hmm. I, I know that yeah. people have always been dying around us, but something about this era of COVID made us not just aware, but hypersensitive to it. Hypersensitive. The funerals, the, um, you know what I mean? The, 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 the situations, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the people that you hoped were going to make it that didn't. That didn't. And it's a lot to take on along with learning at the same time you're watching this and then learning how to deal with emotions in this. Because, you know, we're always told we should suppress, you know, no. our emotions. No, we have to deal we, with our yes. energies and emotions. Yes, we have to. And how do we do that? We be still sometimes. Sometimes we be still. I called it the moment that I, that I was having the, that thing that happened to me. You know, um, I still don't know what it was. But I call it stillness in motion. Everything mm. else is moving but you can be still and you got to ground yourself and center yourself in your own in your own temple and ask yourself what's truly going on and how you truly feel in that stillness there's still people moving around there's still motion happening sure but what do you need to do to reel yourself back in and figure out what's going on that's good you know it takes a minute but it's worth <coughs> every bit of it. Absolutely. You know? So when I say this fentanyl, when we talk about the fentanyl, I think one of the biggest pieces that I've been able to watch is I've watched people uh, in the hospitals you yeah. know, deal with it. I've had some recoveries who have ended up in the hospitals. I had one girl who's in a, a <coughs> huge, she's in a huge fight. Um, she, she decided to fight the fentanyl. She's still alive, but, I mean, literally had 14 seizures in an hour wow. trying to come down. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching yeah. this and I'm thinking in my head, what have we created? Exactly. What is going on, you know? And then those that get out of treatment and they've been on, in sober for 90 days when they get out of treatment. And if they go back out, mm-hmm. they may not come back. Right. Not with this drug. No. And on mm-hmm. every front, we have to we have to begin fighting it and getting rid of it. But but even if we fight it, even if we get rid of it, we need to get rid of the demand for it. And yes. nobody will say the truth of that. We need such healing. We've got a couple of uh, um, minutes to wrap yes. up. And I know it's hard because this, <laughs> this is like, when we leave here, Sparkle and I may be talking a while longer. Like, eh. What can we do to get rid of the demand in ourselves for it? Well, you know, the demand uh, comes down to uh, how we're bringing it in, honestly. Okay. Um, you know, like, this is going to be, this is a big, big community thing. Um, okay. It is one of those things where we have got to band together and tell the truth about what's happening. 
Okay. Um, we could talk about the truth all day, but we don't got that much time. But at this point, I would say that the biggest piece with the fentanyl piece and just with drugs and alcohol in general is taking the grant money, all of this stuff that is accessible to us, and move forward to getting as many resources available. Open up as many things as we can Absolutely. to start helping people have places to go to work on themselves. Right. We need to be able to hold space and have space for people to start figuring out where they fit in their puzzle. If we can do so, people will be able to say no. They'll be yes. able to do it, but people got to know that there's this much available. If we got the money to do it, let's make it happen. Let's Agreed. go out there Open up stuff to help with mental health. Open up stuff to help with substance use. Open up stuff to help with eating disorders. Open up all these Come different on. things that are are battling. Make sure our therapists are taken care of. We right. have got to start working on ourselves as a collective group so we can move forward and we can then find the boundaries, internal and externally, to say no. no. That's so good. That's what we have to do. And right. it takes work, right? Right. That is what it does. But some of us don't have a place to do that work. We need the places. We need the virtual. Yes. We need the help. Yes. So people can start changing their narrative and being better for them in knowing what they truly want. Not what people think you're supposed to be, but who you truly want to be. Right. And the only way you can do that is by having space to think and understand that. And yes. that's what we need. Yes. Absolutely what we need. We need healing. Give the people your contact information right. one time. Thank you guys so much. SparkleLindsay.com. Please check out the website, HeartBeauty.life. If you're looking for coaches, uh, Springs Recovery Connection as well. And once again, you can DM me on any of the social media sites, SparkleLindsay. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. I love y'all. Please take <laughs> care of yourself. And if you're hurt, it's time to heal. That's it for Rachel's Roundtable today. We will see you on next Monday at 1030 here at Family Flavors of Slide, World Broadcasting Network. Take a shot, make a friend, just enjoy the moment I'm Luke Skywalking on these haters Celebrate every day like a birthday Good things come to those that wait up But don't wait to jump in too long Don't sleep, you gotta stay up Don't, don't sleep, you gotta stay up I'm outstanding so I stand out Stand out Babes in a bash house Top gun on my Tom Cruise Play for keeps and I don't lose more than love it cause it's cool as a breeze So pick a fortune, yeah, I got what you need Nonchalant, got the green, on rotation all night We gon' keep it psychedelic like a cap and a stem Catch a wave on us Take a shot, make a friend, just enjoy the moment I'm skywalking on these haters Celebrate every day like a birthday Good things come to those that wait up But don't wait to jump in too long Don't sleep, you gotta stay up Don't, don't sleep, you gotta stay up Wilding on my haters In my 23's having a Jordan moment